So there's moments in our lives, right, where we come to a point where we have realizations and understandings. And for those of us with children, uh, whether it's recently that you've had them or maybe years ago, you know that that's one of those moments that you really begin to evaluate some things. It's just one of those transitions in our lives where we move from being uh, you know, self-sufficient or sufficient in our own marriage relationship or something like that. And then all of a sudden, there's this tiny human that we have to care for, right? And they're fragile and they cry and they poop and it's messy. And, and it's this transition where we have to really, and we, if, if you're like me, you get to that moment, and you really begin to evaluate, am I doing all the things that I need to be doing? Am I living my life the way that I need to be living my life so that I can be the best me for my child? Or am I the best person that I can be in that moment? And there are other transitions like that. There are other places in our lives where we come to that moment. I would, I would dare say throughout our life, we come to that moment of, am I being what I need to be? Is my life established the way it needs to be established? Are there things that need to be changed in me so that I can be better for myself for others. And if that's not a part of our life, I would ask you to consider asking those evaluative questions. Because we all need growth. None of us have arrived fully. We all can grow a little bit more. And I hope that you would hear, like, you know, a pastor saying, I need growth. I'm not there yet. Would encourage you, I would hope, not make you wonder about my character or something like that. But encourage you to think, well, if he hadn't gotten there, then so I realize I'm not there or, what, or whatever. What I'm trying to say is that the world and the, and the enemy, I think, would want us to feel complacent with where we are, that we somehow have gotten to where we need to be. And if we're honest with ourselves, there's always room to improve. And those transitions sometimes help us do that. That was the case for uh, recently, just in the past several years, for the, the man who wrote uh, the majority of this song. It's, uh, these, these days, songs are not written by one person. It's usually a team. Uh, but the main guy, his name is Pat Barrett, and he wrote that song, Build My Life. And that was kind of the... The, the, that bridge, I will build my life upon your love. It is a sure foundation, right? It's a strong foundation. That was the thing he came into the entire song with, already having that bridge. And it was built out of that moment in his life when he was transitioning from husband to dad. And it was that moment realizing, I need to be the best person that I can be, and I need to build my life on the, the most sure foundation so that when I raise my children, that is the case as well. And, and what he determined, and what you and I would, I hope, agree with and understand, is he determined the greatest foundation was Jesus. The greatest foundation we could build our life upon is the one that's sure, strong, never failing, it's a rock. It's solid. And my prayer is that after today, if you didn't already think that, that you would walk out and realize, I do need to continuously build my life upon the rock of Christ. 
What thing have you built your life on? We need to realize that there are really only two options. One option is Christ. We've already established that. And we would say, and we would understand, let's just get it out in the open. That's the best option. But something else pushes us toward option two. Option two is just anything else besides Christ. And something pushes us towards that. We know, we've heard, and maybe you have it today, but I would say the majority of us have heard and know, I need to build my life on Christ. But something pushes us to try to build our life on something else. I would say it's the world, the, the idea of the world. The, uh, the, of course, Satan is the, the controller of the world, if you will. He's given, uh, he's the prince of, of the world, and the, not just, not just the, the people out in the world. That's not really what that means. It really means just this agenda of Satan and his dominion and everything that he wants is pushing us toward that. The societal thought pushes us to say, Put your life on something else. Christ is old, outdated, irrelevant, ancient, doesn't matter anymore. Put your life in something else that's current, new, fresh. That's what the world tells us. That's what society tells us. That's what the enemy would have us believe is that, yeah, that is true. That is something I no longer need. There's, there's new information out there. Science has said this or that, and we need to place ourselves in something fresh. And what I would say is that that sure rock of salvation found in Jesus Christ is stronger than it's ever been. It's never faded. It's never failed. It is not old and antiquated. It is classic, true, never changing. What's changed is the world. What's changed in society, what's changed is our thoughts and ideas. Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. And you see those things pushing us towards option two of putting our life in anything else as a foundation. Those things that will constantly be coming at us, like the constant waves crashing on the seashore, they will come trying to push us away, trying to help us establish our lives on something that is fading, shifting, and ungrounded. And if we are not grounded in Christ, if we are not uh, solidified on the foundation of Jesus Christ, if we are not cemented into Him and those things that are sure and strong, then we will, when those waves come, we will be led Astray. Jesus himself addressed this in Matthew chapter 7. Now I invite you to open your Bibles to that passage today, beginning of verse 24. And I would encourage you, if you're able, would you stand in this moment to honor the reading of God's Word? If you're able to stand, would you do that? Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. It was solid. 
But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. You may be seated. Jesus knew there were really only two options. To build your life upon him or to build your life on something contrary. Let's look at the two options here for a moment. We begin with the question, what, on what do we build our lives? On what do we build our lives? What are the things that we need to cement our life into? What's the foundation that we need to build it upon? Number one, would it be something lasting? So let's begin with the positive example. That's what Jesus begins with. Let us begin with that as well. The first example Jesus uses is the affirmative, the positive, the solid rock. The house built on the rock will stand and will be able to weather the storms that will come in life. Can I just take a moment and say sometimes we believe that if we are facing storms, if we are facing difficulties, we believe the lie that the world wants us to believe and say, how could a loving God allow that to happen to me? That's a lie. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. That's a lie from the enemy. And he wants us to believe, us, to believe it. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. The sun shines on the just and the unjust. The Lord is gracious and kind to all. Great times will be available to everyone. Rain and difficulty will be available to everyone. Because you are human, you will face trials and triumphs. And it is not indicative of who God is. What we must understand is that trials will come. Difficulties will come. Not because of the Lord, but because of the, the, the dire desperation of our state. The state of sin, the state of the world, the one who rules it, and all of those things. That is what causes difficulty. But we must understand and realize is that even when those trials come, we must be rooted, grounded. Our lives must be built upon a foundation that will not be shaken. Look at what God's Word says in Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen. Therefore the Lord God said, Look, I have laid a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, the one who believes will be unshakable. You see, there is a rock that you and I can build our lives upon that will help us when trials come, when difficulties come, to face it and be unshaken by the trials. Amen. Placing our hope in option two will leave us reeling. This doesn't mean that if you face a trial, a difficulty, say a health issue, perhaps cancer, perhaps a loss of a loved one, perhaps a, an unbelieving child or a prodigal son, 
It doesn't mean that we face it and we have no emotion and we're like, well, God will get me through. We do that, don't we? We, we over-spiritualize things that sometimes it's okay to hurt. It's okay to have difficulties. It's just, it's just that we should trust and lean on Jesus in those moments. It doesn't mean that we won't be sad. It doesn't mean that we won't have trouble with it. It just means that we will not fully be shaken by it. That we will stand upon the rock in those moments. Jesus says it's wise to do that. He says a wise man builds his house upon a rock. Well, that we know that, right? We know it's wise to build our house on a solid foundation. Like if we were to buy a house or a property today, we would have somebody do an uh, evaluation of the property that where we want to build a house is viable for that. It's not necessarily in a floodplain or the, the ground is able to be uh, you put footings in there and give us solid ground. We wouldn't just go over there today and say, well, this looks like a great place and start putting posts in the ground and building a house. It would take evaluation. We would do that because we are wise. And the same thing is true of our spiritual life, of, of our lives in general, that we that would be wise in doing what the Lord deems wise as well, that we would build our lives upon the most solid foundation possible. We know sure and steady is always best. That's why we know that though it's, it's, it's fascinating or maybe tempting or, or, or interesting right now with things like cryptocurrency, right, and and, and these, you know, these uh, bitcoins or dogecoins or whatever, it's like, man, that's, that's kind of exciting. We really know that the best way to invest is to do it slow and methodically for a long period of time and good, strong mutual funds, right? We, we understand wisdom in building our lives on what's sure, what's strong and proven. Please don't take my advice on investing, okay? I'm, I'm a preacher, not an investment person. So we have... Those in our church, you can ask them. I'm just saying, we, under, we understand these things. We approach these things in a wise fashion and manner. Why wouldn't we build our lives on the most solid foundation possible as well? Jesus says it's wise to build on rock. So what's the rock? It's Jesus. We saw in Isaiah 28, 16. And in case we were wondering what that meant, Pete, or uh, Matthew 21, 42, Jesus tells us, Jesus said to them, Have you never read the Scriptures? The stones that the, the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is what the Lord has done and is wonderful, and it is wonderful in our eyes. What he's helping us to see is that cornerstone mentioned in Isaiah. That's me. That cornerstone that's mentioned, the one that the builders rejected, that's me. I've come. I'm the cornerstone. I'm the rock. I'm the one to place your life upon. Jesus is the rock. So how do we do that in our lives? How do we place our lives as Jesus, as, as on the rock that is Christ? Well, Jesus gives us the example in this passage. He says, he who hears my words and acts upon them. The one who places their life on the rock knows how to do it because they know the words Jesus spoke. 
We build our life upon Christ because His Word shows us how. So friends, we have to know this. How do we build our life upon the Lord? We read, study, call out to God, Lord, help me to understand. Help me to apply this. Help me to act upon this. Remember, James said that we should be not merely hearers, but we should be doers of the Word. He echoes what Jesus says in this moment, is that the one who hears my words that I've taught you and acts upon them. Build your life upon Jesus, you have to know Him. You have to know about Him. And He's given us His Word to display that. Now I will say, sometimes we get this wrong, and it's just the click of a dial, it's very small, but we, we say, well, I need to establish my life upon the Word of God. And that's that is true, but what happens is that we forget the object of our love and devotion is not merely His words, but the living Word, Jesus Himself. It is not merely knowing about Him. It is knowing about Him so that you can know Him truly and experientially, that you can place your life upon your personal, dynamic connection to the actual Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we, we do that by building our lives upon the truth of His Word and in our relationship with Him. Difficulty will come. Jesus doesn't question that. He just says, when the waters rise, the rain, the rain falls, the water rise, the, the wind blows... If your life is built upon the rock, it won't collapse. It will withstand the things that will come to tear it down. What have you built your life upon today? What are you building your life upon today? Build it on the rock. So we began with the positive example of what do we, on what do we build our life. The secondary thing that we see is what we could build our life upon, but that we shouldn't. The negative example, and that is something that will fade. The negative example is given next by Jesus, the shifting sand analogy that he shares with us. Not one of us in our right minds would build a house on uh, shifting sand. Even if we want that beach home, right? We're going to put really deep footings so that we can withstand hurricane force winds. We understand that, that we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't build our life in such a, a flippant manner. We, didn't, we wouldn't build our house in a flippant manner, and we shouldn't build our lives in a flippant manner. But we often build our lives upon things that will fade away. We, we invest in things that just don't matter. We place our trust and hope in things that will once, once uh, vanish, will one day vanish. We worry about what people will think. We're selfish or self, self-motivated in the wrong way or we're, we, we, we put our concern in 
the sin that c- controls us, that we'd rather do this and feel good and have pleasure than to trust the Lord and put those things aside and live our lives for Him. We, we place our trust in materialism. If I could just have this, I'd be happy. If I could just have this amount of wealth, I'd be encouraged. If I could buy this type of car, that's, my life's going to be great. We build our lives on these false things. It possibly could even be a deviant, lustful uh, mentality, lustful desires that we say, I really don't care about things eternal. I want to fulfill the pleasures that I want right now. We build our lives in the wrong places again and again and again and again. And see, we have the, the problem of we know the Scriptures. We know things about Jesus. We know that sin should be put away. We know these things. But we justify them. Jesus will forgive me. I prayed a prayer. I walked an aisle. I was baptized. And and I'm not trying to make anyone doubt their salvation. But I do know that when someone is truly changed by the Lord. Our lives begin to change. And it's not all the time, um, automatically and exactly. We will still struggle, but at the end of the day, the fruit of repentance, the fruit of conviction over sin should be in our hearts. The desire to live our lives for Jesus and put those things away. We are at times quick to abandon the sure footing of life found in Jesus and place our livelihood in jeopardy on the areas of shifting sand in our lives. And guess what? If we've done that, when the difficulty comes, and it will come, why are we surprised when our life is shattered? The Scripture says, the one who puts his life, builds his life on shifting sand, builds his house on shifting sand... When the rain falls, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. When difficulty comes, it will shift from underneath us. Jesus said, we do this. We build our lives upon shifting sand when we hear his words and we don't act on them. That's why it's important that we not merely know this, but that we do it. Because that's what Jesus said. So, in this moment, perhaps you're here and are listening online. And you've never trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I want you to know that you can do that in this moment today. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you believe that Jesus uh, died and rose again and you confess with your mouth, then you will be saved. So my encouragement to you is if that's you today, call upon the Lord for salvation, forgiveness. I'd love to walk you with walk you through that in this moment. You can come up here. I'd love to walk you through that. 
You can text online, alive, to 423-455-9458. And I'd love to walk with you this week. I really would. But I think there's something that we all would benefit from in this moment. I think there's something that, that I know I would benefit. I would benefit today from doing. To in this moment, ask the question in our own hearts, in our own lives. What needs to change in me? What have I built upon shifting sand? And what needs to be placed upon the rock today? I pray we would all pray that prayer. And allow the Lord to show us what needs to change in us. What He can only change in us. So in this moment, would you go ahead and stand? And I encourage you, right now, in the silence of this moment, just a simple guitar overlook. Uh, just a simple guitar playing in the background. Ask God, what needs to change in me? Show me. The shifting sand in my life and help me to build that aspect of my life on the rock today just take a moment and pray those things If the Lord has revealed to you in this moment what that is, ask Him to help you to place it upon the rock, to turn from that thing, to turn to Him again. In this moment, we're going to sing if God is moving in your heart and life. Follow as He leads. Listen to His voice. Call out to Him. And may he lead you in this moment. Let us sing.